Sav, how's the coffee? Yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> pretty strong. <laughs> was that was that part of the plan, mate? You uh, brought me over that little black canister full of some highly, highly intense coffee. Yeah, I, I'm I'm flying, mate. I think it's uh, it's a good plan. <laughs> it's it's going to be a fun podcast. We have got a massive list of things to get through today, so let's get started. Let's talk about the response to the first podcast. How was the week behind? Look, to be honest, um, yeah, it's a little overwhelming. <laughs> I, I was not expecting. Look, you know, we went into it as a little bit of, you know, you know, I love to talk in the academy. I ended up with the nickname podcast. Before you know it, I'm doing a podcast. But look, it was all sort of tongue-in-cheek stuff, just, you know, telling a few stories. But the amount of response that I got from it, I was quite blown away. Um, I received phone calls almost on a daily basis. Um, even my own children were telling me, telling me they learned stuff about me they never knew. So I love it. Um, yeah, it was it was big. It was good. It's great. It's uh, you know in white belt class last night, one of the guys came up to me and was like, "Are you the podcast, Ben? Is that you?" I was like, "Yeah, man." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, cool. I'm going home to watch it tonight. I'm going to message you, let you know how it was." I was like, "Great. Let us know. We want to know." Talking about white belt class last night, yes. i got to be honest with you, mm. confession here, I th- Clint and I thought we were in big trouble. We, when you were telling us, you know, you all, you all didn't go past what you wanted to, you know, you didn't go past the, um, you know, the um, cross-collar choke and do, go mm. and do other things, I, Clint yeah. and I, Clint, Clint said to me, we're in trouble. Tell us about yeah. that because you had a great point. Yeah, look, I mean, obviously, we we run the white belt program on Tuesdays and Thursdays each week. It's a class Mm -hmm. designed for the brand new starter, which we have a a whole bunch of. Like, some of these classes can have as little as 15 people. Uh, We can have up to, like, 50 in there. The class is designed with... you know, no warm-up. We get our warm-up through, you know, functional movement. And, and then there's no rolling in the end. It's a really strong information-driven class, um, you know. So anyway, last night we were doing uh, – and look, before I say this, I've got to let you know we've been doing this for a few weeks. It's not just one class. You know, I'm true. just preaching to you how easy it is and, uh, you know, how simple it is. And what I'm about to tell you is not simple because it's been building. So we went into a closed guard sweep, um, you know, ending up in the mounted position. Of course, there's a lot of details. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get into that. From the mounted position, I'm talking to the fundamental students about cross-choking. Um, so anyway, everyone was, you know, doing the combination of movements quite well. So what I normally do is on a, a Tuesday, you know, I, I, you know, basically go through that and I'll say, guys, on Thursday, I'm letting you know I want you guys to come out in front of the class. We, we send them out two at a time. Um, and, you know, put them in that spotlight, I think it's really good for their development, puts them under pressure in front of their classmates, and it also gives the classmates an opportunity to take a look at what they're doing. They might be able to pick up a small detail, whatever it is. So there's a lot of good benefits out of it. But what I normally do is I normally give the guys a heads up. Hey, guys, Thursday, we're going to go through that. I want you guys to take the next two days to think about it. And look, when you get to mount and you're finishing with that cross choke, if the person, you know, hypothetically grabs your wrist, I want you to move into armbar or maybe take their hand around their neck into gift wrap, um, you know, chair sit back take and finish with some high cradle and a triangle. And I know it sounds extreme, but some of the, the students are pretty, pretty well educated. Anyway, last night, uh, I didn't give them any heads up. I didn't give them any warning. And I said, guys, come on. 
I want you guys to line up on the wall and I want you to show me what you've done. Now, the interesting thing with it is when I asked them to do that, because they had no prior warning and they had no uh, time to think about it, I could see when I said, let's go, they were all little shocked. But when they (laughs) came out, what I noticed is they stuck to the closed guards, uh, sorry, the standing guard sweep, like the ankle pick sweep. They came to mount. Once they got to mount, they just did the cross choke. It was very, very rare that someone did anything extra. And I said to these guys at the end, guys, you normally put on quite the show because they do. They, they really go for it. They've had time to think about it and what works with what. Last night, they stuck to the routine. And I said, like, I was quite surprised. And when I said to them, I noticed you guys normally give so much more. What happened to you guys tonight? And they looked at me like almost like disappointed, you know, like, oh, my God, we've let him down. (laughs) But they didn't at all. And what I wanted them to know is without me giving them warning, without, you know, me giving them time to think or drill something, what was impressive to me is they went to what they knew and they executed it well. No one gambled on anything else. A couple of people did something different. And my point was, while I was patting them on the back about that, is that was really fantastic to watch because in a real-life situation, you are always going to rely on what you know. So it was just it, – it was a really, really good thing. It was – you know, these two white belt classes this week were really fantastic. And two mm. white belts who are thinking of starting and finding it a little bit overwhelming. As a white belt myself, I'll tell you – this is the strategy that I've always gone with because Gracie Botany is such a welcoming academy. The first, you turn up on the Tuesday, you you know, you listen to Sav, you get the, because he's going to tell you about all the, the you know, the, 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 the skills that we're going to go through that week. And then he's going to let you know that, you know, you might have to do something on a Thursday. You might have to demonstrate on a Thursday. So like most of the white belts, you don't turn up on a Thursday. <laughs> I'm true story i do remember some of the guys turning up in half wetsuits and <laughs> been fortunate enough to do the official um self-defense system with the gracie family i do remember walking into my first class uh, and thinking this is ridiculous <laughs> okay so sav first up in this episode i know that yes. this week you went to kynan Tell us about that. How was that? You went out to Gracie Ataman? That's correct. Yeah. So he's over here. He's, it's it's uh, interesting because he'd only just come off the ADCC, um, you know, championships where he won over there. Um, and he's obviously, you know, finished up there. This is a two times Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion, uh, ADCC world champion, which is, you know, the most highly decorated, you know, um, no-gi grappling tournament in the world. Uh, you know, you get the very best of the best there. So it's um, it's pretty impressive to even be competing there, let alone win. Um, so he was, he's obviously chosen Australia as his, you know, point of destination to, to I guess, unwind after the heavy schedule he's been through throughout the year. Um, he trains out of Atos in San Diego under Andre Galval. Um, and to have him come to Australia and do a seminar um, with Lucas Satcher, the professor at Gracie Artarman and... Uh, Martin, those two gentlemen run Gracie Artaman, and they were fortunate enough to get him over there for a seminar. So I went to join that. Uh, the seminar itself was, it was really, really good. I've been to, you know, you can't imagine the amount of seminars I've done throughout my career. I found this one particularly interesting because um, I guess the delivery, how simple it was. He did a gi and a no gi situation. 
but it didn't go much off the one position, which I found really, really uh, interesting because sometimes you can walk out of those seminars. It, you know, it can be a little bit of an overload of information. Um, so you're kind of trying to, you know, decide, go back and think, oh, you know, what was that and, and can I use that? But this was really well delivered. Uh, a very humble gentleman and just just such a great honour to be in a room with him, learning from him, you know, very approachable, uh, you know, willing to answer and help. And, yeah, absolutely fantastic. You know, one of the things that's interesting to me is that, you know, I saw some of the pictures from Gracie Artaman, and you're there on the floor, Sav, you know, with a, with another black belt, and there's all these black belts around, and you're all constantly learning. And it's not something that a white belt actually thinks about. As a white belt, I've always sort of made the assumption that, and it's a wrong assumption, obviously, that, you know, you... Um, you know, you, you, you work your way up to black belt over, you know, decades. And then once you become a decade, the information stream reverses. All of a sudden you're, you're, you're giving, you're, you're giving the information rather than accepting the information, but that's absolutely not right. No, you, you spot on. And you, you know, there's an old saying in jujitsu, you know, once you get the black belt, your journey begins. <laughs> it's, um, it, it's, it's quite interesting because even though I'm, you know, class as a professor in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know, I, I prefer to be called a coach, but, you know, I'm, I'm a professor in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I'm constantly learning. And, and let me tell you, at that seminar, there was 11 black belts there. Um, and we're all there to further our knowledge and, and, you know, gather more information from obviously someone who's at the very top of their game. You know, stuff that we can take away to improve us as coaches and, you know, there might be that information or, or something that he delivers that we can pass on to our students. I mean, look, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is just, it's incredible. And, you know, the minute you start thinking, oh, look, I know everything, you're probably in the wrong sport because I don't think there's a day I'm not learning and I, you know, I'm going to be constantly learning. Yeah, you just, you're forever growing. You know, we're learning from each other and, you know, I'm passing information to my students and, and you know, look, even in my white belt class, I'm seeing my students do things that I pick up. So whether it be, you know, the new guy coming in or a high-level ADCC world champion, there's always something to learn. Awesome. That is, you know, fascinating, really. I, I was actually, that picture, and I might just put it up on our um, Instagram, that picture is actually a really interesting picture. It really, it really actually speaks a thousand words. Now, today's mm. guest is Christian, and I'd like you both to pick up your phones Scroll to the Gracie, uh, the Gracie, the um, Sav Stories podcast, and just go and have a look. And I've just posted a video in there. I want you guys to just watch that video. I'd like to thank Chrissy for this, and I'd like Christian to tell the listeners what you guys were doing. I just told Savage, you know, let's put a show in front of everyone. And then, guess what do you want to do? I go, man, try and rip my arm off. <laughs> I didn't expect him. I didn't expect him to jump like you know, six foot up. <laughs> he nearly went over my head. Well, I'm only four foot high, mate, so I <laughs> I had to really jump. <laughs> so I'm going to put that video up in the in the podcast uh, Instagram so everybody can see what we're talking about. How long ago was this exactly, Christian? That would have been 2018. So tell us, where'd you guys meet? Because the picture that I posted of on the Savs podcast, uh, on the Savs podcast um, Instagram, it, that picture outside Gracie Botany, it's a picture of love. You guys, clearly, there's a bromance that's been going on for a while. Tell me where it started. Where, where did you first meet? 
I think in my friend's garage, we used to all track <laughs> and conditioning. Cool. So this would have been back to 2008. So were you all jujitsuing back then, or? I I was I was wrestling. They were all doing jujitsu. So I started jujitsu back in 2005, and, and for some reason I didn't like it. Yeah. Then I stopped. Then. You know, I started hanging around with like guys like Jason Owen, and on the weekends they start rolling in the garage, and, and I was uh, actually impressed. And I go, oh, I've got to get back into this, you know. But then my ego won't let me wear a gi. Every time, like, good now I'm not wearing pajamas. No way. Now I love them. I wear more than my normal clothes. <laughs> I'm getting to that point myself. Actually, I'm wearing a pair of the gay pants right now. Um, so, where did when did you guys get close? Because I understand that there's an interesting story behind that. I think when Sab put up his own school in the city, yeah, he had a school called Gracie Underdog. Then I used to go be time, you know. Then I actually used to try and emulate his. Like I was impressed with his armbar. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I tried to emulate it, but it didn't look nothing like his. A <laughs> hundred times slower than his. <laughs> Sav, tell us a memory yes. of Christian back in those old days. Um, yeah. Well, it's interesting what Christian's bringing up, actually, because it it kind of is making me think while he's speaking. Because he, you know, he has been that guy. Um, it's funny that, you know, myself and Christian now run and, and manage Gracie Botany. To look, to be honest, I never ever foreseen myself working with Christian and, and not because um, there was ever an issue or I didn't, you know, I just, it just was, we were friends. Like he's one of those guys, he'd always, he's very, very committed. He has, he's got an incredible, incredible jiu-jitsu. I mean, this guy can do things that just, I kind of sit back and I'm like, wow, like, you know, this guy's, you know, he, he, he's an amazing practitioner. Um, but back in those days, he used to turn up myself and uh, Owen GK, he's the uh, professor from Gracie Miranda. He runs a very, very successful school over there with his um, beautiful wife, Sarah. They've just had a, you know, a, a, a young boy now, Jude, um, who no doubt will be on the match shortly, but myself and Owen, started underdog Gracie Jiu Jitsu and Christian used to come over and train with us and he's just so supportive. He's always turning up and really positive and good energy and real nice guy until he's on top of you trying to squeeze your eyeballs out, you know? <laughs> so, but, um, last and, night. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, look, I'm, I'm happy to train with him in the moment with a bad leg, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So, but look, he, I, I built a relationship with him from them. Uh, as he mentioned, you know, we had, you know, we'd been training regularly in, in people's garages and so forth, but it's kind of funny how we ended up over in Botany and, you know, I, once I received my black belt and I was teaching at headquarters for many, many years and I just, you know, I'd said to uh, Bruno at that stage, you know, look, I really want to chase my dream of opening and, you know, he, he gave me his well wishes and, you know, I ended up coming over to Botany, but Christian just sort of stuck beside me. He was always like, you know, hey, listen, you know, if there's anything I can do, you know, I'd, you know, you know, I'd, I'd be greatly honoured to help you. He's just one of those people. And, you know, I can, I'll just tell you a very quick story. I, I, I can remember one day we were in here doing the fit out. And look, during the fit out, it was a very uh, tough time for us because COVID was happening. 
So, you know, we had major obstacles, trades and all that sort of stuff and certifiers and, and COVID. It was like, it was a very, very tough time to be opening a business and the uncertainty of are we going to do well. And, but anyway, I remember one day we're in here and, you know, we're just sort of cleaning things up and, you know, I look across to the park. We're directly opposite a really big open field. It's a beautiful academy, floor to ceiling windows, ground floor. So, and I'm looking at Christian and I'm like, what's he doing? And he's just cruising around this park. And I'm like, man, this guy knows some people, you know, like this guy's out there doing, you know, push-ups and kicking footballs. It's a very active park. Um, and I'm like, wow, this guy's like, yeah, he knows some people around here. Anyway, so he comes back in. And I said, hey, man, what's going on? So oh, no, nothing, man. I just went for a walk. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he said, oh, just, you know, just hanging in the park. I said, you seem like you're talking to everybody. How do you know all these people? He goes, what people? I said, all the people you're talking to, how do you know them? Is this from the area? He goes, no, I don't know them. I said, well, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm letting them know that you're opening a school or we're opening a school over here. And I'm trying to get us some, some, some people. And I'm just like, wow, like this is the sort of guy this guy is, you know, like, yeah, you just, I mean, the heart on this man is, is incredible. And, you know, we ended up sort of, I just said, hey, look, I'd love to, you know, it, obviously things picking up here. I'd love to have you work beside me, you know, and uh, moving forward nine months, 10 months, here we are pushing over 350 students in, in nine months. And, you know, awesome. I, ru I run this with him. Yeah, it's been amazing. And I just can't thank him enough. Uh, I have very few stories in jujitsu, but can I, would you mind if I shared mine with you guys? Uh, is this before hours or in, in class or after hours? We've got to be <laughs> no, no, so, absolutely no, go it's ahead. In hours. So when I, I was very nervous to join jiu-jitsu and when I joined mm. um, Gracie Botney, Anna called me up and she's lovely over the phone. She puts you straight at ease. And yes. then I came over and I spoke to you and you are obviously, you know, very engaging and easy to listen to as we found out this week. And I said, yep. you know what? I'd like to start off with private classes. And Anna's like, no problems. We're going to start off with private classes. If you want to do that, I think that's a great way to start off. And I said, I just don't feel comfortable going into groups. And she said, great. And I said, great. And I went home and I told my wife, I'm going to have private classes with Seth. And the next day she rang up and she, and she said, okay, Ben, come on over. Christian's ready for you. Yep. And I was like, who's this Christian? Where did this Christian come from? I, I thought I was having lessons with Seth. <laughs> I am so glad she did that. Because from yep. the first minute, Christian put me at ease and I thought it was going to, in my head, I was going to spend months doing private lessons before I got into group lessons. It was a week. Mm. Mm. I yep. think it was less than a week. I, I think he, it was the me. same. It was the same day. It was the same day. Yes. <laughs> and the, I he's got a benefit. good, <laughs> he's got a good, he's got a good ability of, um, you know, getting people in on those privates and then. I look around and they're in the class. I'm like, what's going on? And he goes, it's good for them. <laughs> and it's very, it's very, yeah. I'm so grateful because I, I have the benefit of both of your tutelages. And yeah. Christian's just so full of information. He's so technical that, you know, you're both so technical but with Christian and obviously do a lot of lunch classes. So I spend a lot of time there. But, you know, if I'm not getting something, yesterday I couldn't figure out when we were, you know, putting yourself up into mount, how to fold your leg underneath the person. And yeah, I couldn't do yeah. that. Christian showed me because, you know, when you're sitting down against the wall, you know, you don't want to get up and sort of have a real close look. Christian showed me and mm. Clinton and I got it that second. And it's not just Christian's great, but then you make Pat and Chrissy 
and junior and everybody there is so welcoming it's just so easy you make it too yeah. easy it's unbelievable yeah, yeah. so i want to just touch on one more thing and then we've got yes. some questions you guys made a great point and i'd love to expand on it one day well during a white belt class you were you were telling us that we are so lucky as a generation to have youtube because back when you both were starting jiu-jitsu there was no youtube really what youtube jiu-jitsu really wasn't a thing right no, that's yeah. I, I, man, I've still got my old, you know, Gracie instructionals like picture books. You know, I still have them today. Yeah, yeah. And Christian, tell me, do you think that YouTube is for the white belt generation coming through now, like me? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, it's got it's both good and bad. Tell me, tell me Mate. one of each. What's the bad part of it? Yeah, well, you can pick up some like details from yeah. like techniques. But then you can't really feel the pressure. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, like, unlike if someone's teaching you, they'll actually teach you how to, you got to stay heavier, heavier. Yeah. You know, you're not in the right place. Like in yeah. YouTube, yeah. they'll just show you the move, then you go from there, right? Right. But you don't really know how much pressure you should put or lesser pressure. And there's no feel for it, it you know, because yes. when you were sitting on top of me last night, grabbing me by my by my collar, like I, I can honestly tell you, I, I felt that. So you know, and you don't get that sense in you know when you're watching a YouTube video. But what I've noticed too, Christian, is is you actually. So we learned one of my favorite moves that I learned off you, Christian, which is Barada Palala, and you sent me a few videos afterwards from off YouTube, a few little shorts, just because so I can get a, a, a more of a sense for it. And I thought that was a really useful you know, tool in, in that way. Do you, do you both feel like you, you, there would have been, it would have been better or easier for you guys if you would have had YouTube back then? Or do you feel like you benefited from not having YouTube back then? Uh, different, different errors, I would say, yeah. uh, you know, like, you know, we, uh, look, YouTube is definitely an amazing tool. As Christian mentioned, you can get some really good ideas off there. And look, I'm kind of piggybacking what he's saying, but he's spot on. Like, I'll be honest with you, there's a stage where I was in my purple belt and I, you know, I was really into the YouTube thing and I thought, you know what, I don't don't need to go to class. I don't need to go to class anymore. I've got this, you know, I've got multiple teachers at home, but you know, he, 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 you're right. This this situation of going into the academy and, and feeling things, and, and you know, having someone say, "Hey, grab here," or look, you know, if you don't hold the collar here, they've, they're going to get posture. It's very hard to to get that. So this is why you know classes and teaching will never go away. And I think that platform of YouTube, it's incredible to look at and get some ideas. Um, but yeah, you've really got to go in and practice what you're preaching. And it's funny, just sort of talking about what you were saying about Christian sending you videos of what he showed you. He's very good like this. Like I've been doing a lot of uh, leg weaving and leg pummeling and some of the stuff that Kanan showed us uh, at the seminar we just spoke about. And I got home the other night and Christian had sent me a few videos of, of that sort of similar situation. And I just think that's a really good credit to him. And, you know, whether he's just like sort of showing me, you know, another person doing it and trying to help me with further ideas. But, you know, he's constantly doing this with, with the students. And, you know, I think it's a really good quality. I really do. But, yeah, I think YouTube's great. I just think it's a nice platform to, 
uh, you know, to look at, but yeah, you definitely can't replicate it with live classes. I agree. And I am absolutely the benefactor of Christian's tutelage. I, I have benefited so much and I'm so grateful. Yep. I really am yep. Christian. I know you don't like to hear that and I haven't got an opportunity to tell you, but really, honestly, thank you. I wouldn't, I, I, without the two of you, I wouldn't have continued more than a week. I promise you. Um, I've got a few questions now from our listeners. Um, that we did over the week, and I think this is going to be a continuing feature on our Instagram. The first one is from Swayman, who's asking, for listeners who don't train, what distinguishes Gracie Jiu-Jitsu from Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Uh, I'm going to let Christian answer this one. but um, He had a good answer, didn't he? Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm going to let Christian take care of that, but I've got a little message. I, look, I personally don't know Swayman, but Swayman, how are you? Now, I've got a message for you, Swayman, from a very, very close friend of mine, a brown belt who runs his own academy. I'm not going to say his name, Nick. Um, apparently, you own. Not a, Nick. Definitely not Nick Evans, but apparently, you own 191 geese and you're training once a month. I'm really impressed. <laughs> now, Swayman, I don't want any bad messages from you. I'm passing a message on. <laughs> Actually, Swayman, if, if you're listening to this, can you send us a picture? Because we would love yes. to put it up on Sav Stories. We want to yes. know if this is true. Um, and what, So, Christian, hit us with the answer. The difference between, what's, What distinguishes Gracie Jiu-Jitsu from Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? I think the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is the self-defense aspect which Helio and Carlos developed. Yep. Then furthered into great, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which um, it's the sport, right? which a lot of the teams, you know, different teams, not even, like, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is basically from the Gracies. Yeah. And as they further the, you know, lineage, headed up to the sport side of things, they called it Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I hope I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely spot on. And then last question from a Rach... Advice you would give to someone who's, who is thinking of starting Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Do it. Do it. Just, yeah. Ra Rachel's, um, she's, she's an absolutely incredible person. I, I, like, I haven't met her personally, but I connected with her through her support on my pages and through my posts and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> she trains in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. She's got two beautiful children. She's a very hardworking mum, mowing lawns the size of stadiums. And, you know, she's just been a, an incredible person that supported me tremendously. And I'm really happy to have her come on and um, ask that question. But, and she's asking me stuff and sends me videos and, you know, oh, look, what do you think of this? And she sends me really good clips. So, you know, I just wanted to say hi to her and tell her, you know, thank you for your ongoing support. Um, it really does mean a lot to us. Um, but for the, for, for, to answer her question, like, I just, I just feel like, you know, and I'm very sincere with this. I feel like the people who aren't doing this, I, I just feel like they're missing out on something so special. I agree. And I just think, just start. You know, we get so many parents come in and the kids, oh, I've put my kid in this and I've put my kid in this and this is a large dish, ditch effort and, you know, my kid's got special needs or they've, you know, it's hard for them to learn. And, you know, without trying to sound over the top, there is not many times where the parents then say, I just can't believe this. You guys are absolute miracle workers. And I've discussed this with you before, Benny, and it's not us. It's the system. It's them being challenged. It's, you know, them having to work out solutions. And, you know, as mentioned, we there's nothing more we work as a team 
but it's also so individualized. It is. Um, yeah, and I just I, I, I couldn't recommend this. It doesn't matter where you train, where you go, find a jiu-jitsu school and put your children in. And put yourself in while you're there. Put yourself in. You know that's yeah. When when I came to when I came to Gracie Jiu Jitsu, you just opened up. You know, not far from where I live, and mm. I've been wanting. I've been thinking about this for ages. And there is a sense of, and I, I think probably Seven Christian have forgotten this because it's been so long ago, but Christian did touch on it actually. There is a sense of I'm. I don't want to put on this gear. I don't want to look like an idiot. I don't want mm. to feel feel. And you do feel strange, but. Having a, you know, I started this in in January this year, and it's been the best thing that I've done this year, and probably the last few years. It is, it has been fantastic. It has changed my life, and I got out of my comfort zone. And it's such a cliche, but when you actually get out of your comfort zone, then you can be the cliche too. That's how you know you've done something, and that's how I've known I've done it. And just before we're coming to the end now, we've only been nearly you know thirty minutes. Um, <laughs> last thing, absolutely last thing. Hope Douglas and Ari Tabak. Tell us about them. Yeah, so look, we're very fortunate to have them coming in um, on the 5th of next month. So that's November, 5th of November. They'll be coming into our academy to host a seminar. Uh, these are multiple champions in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu um, internationally and Australia. Um, two very, very high-level black belts. And they're going to come in and do a seminar here at Gracie Botany on the 5th um, of November at 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, it's open to everybody um they and look most seminars you go to that you know you're paying a couple hundred dollars to go to these uh guys are charging a very very small fee of 70 dollars. and let me tell you about before you know i just wanted to tell you about you know how she'd reached out to me and why they're doing the seminar and what the cause is so basically they're trying to travel into europe to do the european world championships um you know these guys train full-time in jiu-jitsu and they're coming in to do the seminar to build some money so they can travel and go and represent Australia at these world championships. So I couldn't get behind them quick enough. Uh, again, talking about, you know, Kynan and, you know, these guys, you know, we all, we all win for this. And the cause is just, it sits really strong with me. And um, I'm really looking forward to these guys coming in. Um, so we've got a female and a, and a male and, and this will just be amazing. You know, if you're interested in coming down, like reach out to Gracie Botney and let us know and, Come down and support these guys and, and learn some really, really nice jiu-jitsu. So, mate, don't miss out. Yeah. Sav, episode two is done. How do you feel? Great. Can we – let's go. Let's we, Can we punch out three straight away? Let's just punch <laughs> it out. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, it's been great, mate. Like, honestly, it's um, – I, I am enjoying this. I mean, you know, my students call me podcast. So, I mean, obviously uh, – <laughs> You know, I've always been like this, man. I love to, to chat and stuff, but it has brought me out of my comfort zone. And I'm, you know, talking about things, I, as much as I love to talk, I need to be, you know, sort of you know, close with people. But, I, you know, I really am enjoying sharing my stories and, you know, having special people and Christian. And I know we've got a really good things lined up coming, coming up. Oh, with, really good things. Ah, uh, it's incredible. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, really impressed how well this is done. But yeah, it's great. But the first, the first, um, you know, the first guest had to be Christian. Christian, thank you so much for joining us. Yep. I know you are a reluctant guest, and I am so appreciative for you to come on. It's so important to have you on. It was so important to me to have uh, and Sav to have you on the first, the first guest episode. So I think with that, how do you feel, Christian? You? Oh, I'm still, I'm still nervous. <laughs> it's the end. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> 
but yeah, thanks for having <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. You know, something different that I don't do. Like every time I see record, I get really nervous. <laughs> when there's a lot of people, I get nervous. But you know, since Botany Open, it's changed me a little bit. You know, my confidence mm. has gotten better. It's not still yeah. the best, but it's gotten better. Mm. You'll never hear a more on the sky than that. I promise you. Yeah, Sam, and, and just quickly before I go, mate, I just want to thank yeah. Christian so much for everything he's done, you know, to, to support myself and my family. He stands beside me now. We run this business together, and I just I couldn't be doing it with a better person. Um, we've got big plans moving forward, and let me tell you, mate, we're only scratching the surface with what with where we're heading with this. So thanks so much, Christian. It means a lot to me, mate. I love you dearly, and I'm excited for what lays ahead. Me too. Let's I love you too, Sava. And I love you too, Benny. <laughs> I love you too, Christian. A lot, a lot, a lot of love, love at the around. end here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wrap it up, Sav. <laughs> okay, guys. Another great uh, podcast today. Look forward to seeing you on the next one. But for now, one, two, three.